And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast, covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world, for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFPont. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook where all the latest uh, news and information on the Eintracht can be found in the English language all in one spot. That is facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. And, of course, you can always drop us an email, as some people will do from time to time. That is uh, Frankfurt at gmail.com. So, don't do this podcast alone, and we've got a pair of matches to cover in addition to some uh, stellar news. And it is uh, my friend to the north, Chris in Detroit. Hey, Brian. Um, it is great to be back. It's been a wild three weeks, uh, both on and off the pitch here in my house. Uh, but I'm happy to be back here. Frankfurt has been a little bit of a roller coaster, but we're buzzing over the last couple of days. So I'm yeah, ready to go. Yeah, world impact has definitely come to roost for some people. <clears throat> Just saying. <laughs> but, yeah, we're here. We're ready to rock. We're ready to roll. And who would have thought that we would have had some big, big news? But we'll... We'll get to that in just a little bit of time. Um, what is it? What's the big news? You know, oh, it's I a signing. Well, I will admit we also kicked someone. Well, kicking someone to the curb, I think, is kind of mean way to say uh, transferring out. So we've got two transfers to talk over, one which will definitely supersede the other. But um, the Eintracht were involved in the uh, De Bay Pokal and the Bundesliga at the same time. So let's get to uh, the Bundesliga. So the Eintracht went to Mainz, a place where in the in league play, the Eintracht have never won and came out 2-0 victors uh, via VAR and the penalty spot. Um, you... I think the best way to put this is sometimes you just need to win, and you need to win really ugly. And this was a pretty ugly match. It's going to be, outside of what the result was, it was incredibly forgettable, in my opinion. What did you What did you make of uh, the, I guess it, they call it the Rhine Mind Derby, but I know a lot of people don't believe that that should be the name of it. What did you make of uh, Eintracht versus Mainz? You know what? Um, just win, baby. They got it done. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have thought our first win in Mines would come in the way it did, but that's okay. Uh, we went out there, struggled at times, but found a way to do it. So you have to take three points in the matches you're supposed to, and we did it. So I have some concerns from it, but overall, I'm not going to complain about three points. I'm not going to complain about the three points either. I will uh, kind of look at the way that uh, we kind of matched up, um, going with our three, four, three, well, variation of that, let's be honest. It's not really a proper three, four, three, you know, is it? But, you know, do we have anyone else other than Silva who has got the guts to take a PK? Because... Not that I don't I don't mind him taking them because he converts them, but I'm just kind of wondering, like, is everyone else just scared to take them? Because I remember Haseba used to take a, a a couple every now and then on what was kind of a more rotationary basis uh, under Nico Kovac. But uh, Silva, you know, 
I'm just kind of wondering if he just steps up and he's just like, nope, back down. I got this. Well, that's an interesting question you pose because that answer came yesterday, but we can't talk about that yet. So um, mm. I, I think really the match against Mines was one of those where we were so frustrated going into it with the, the lack of wins and, and then all of a sudden we have a few wins strung together and we're, we're buzzing, we're feeling good. And then we kind of hit a wall there. We couldn't produce much, but once that penalty went in, um, they really looked more comfortable, even though the scoreline wasn't strongly in our favor. The guys just looked like, like they were more in control. It wasn't as, uh, as sporadic as we've seen playing with one goal leads against some other teams. Mm-hmm. I can totally agree on that. Uh, we've not, the fact that this game turned out as ugly as it did and we came away with the win considering what we've done, uh, this season when we've had some ugly matches as well, you know, does lend me to think that, uh, you know, the times and, uh, fortunes are definitely turning in favor of dying track. I will say, uh, when you do look at the Bundesliga table, that Mainz does look incredibly adrift, as we're going to talk about uh, this weekend's opposition in Schalke, Nulfia, who uh, got finally uh, was able to win a match. But not going to lie, if you look far enough down the table, it's an incredibly uh, steep drop before you, and we're only in ninth place at present after that win over Mainz. We're, it's a steep, steep drop until you start hitting uh, the relegation zone and the rel- and. Even you would have to say you have to drop quite a few points just to be a team that would almost consider themselves in a relegation fight. And, you know, Mainz with a new coach and everything, you saw grit and determination, but I think a club like theirs where you every season you have a constant turnover of your, your very best players will usually leave. Last season, you know, Bremen was a... Particularly horrible, and that literally just spared Mainz from, you know, having to uh, to fight it out. But this season, Mainz has, outside of week one, Mainz has spent a one uh, week uh, where they were not in the bottom three, and now they're rock solid bottom. And you know, with Dortmund and Wolfsburg coming up, as we're coming up to what they call an English Volca, English week, um, they. We're gonna say goodbye to Mines. End end of story. Because where are points gonna come from? Because so far this season, their uh, measly six points have come from a win away to Freiburg, a, a draw with Schalke, a draw with Hoffenheim, a draw with Hertha, and every single one of those points, minus the result against Freiburg, have been against teams that are also in that kind of quagmire. So. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that we got the away game out of the way, and the fact that we got the full points just is very satisfactory at the end of the day. So, if you have any closing thoughts on that, we can move to the Polkow. No, I'm excited. Put the butter on mines, they're toast, and I won't be upset to see them go. Indeed. So that makes uh, three victories in a row for the Eintracht. Uh, four matches undefeated, if you count the Gladbach match before that. So uh, n- 
10 points from eight matches played. That's a good run when you have uh, Schalke and Freiburg in the English week ahead of that. And then you have Bielefeld and Hertha and Hoffenheim and Köln before you face any team. Well, I guess Freiburg is on the top half end, but that, shoot, when you win five matches in a row, usually you're able to turn your fortunes around really quick. Um, let's talk about the DFB Pokal. Not a match that we want to dwell on too long, mostly because we're just going to get depressed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, This, look, we got out to a flying start in this one. Uh, Match ended 4-1. So Eintracht knocked out the day of Payapol Cow in the early stages, so we weren't able to get reach a uh, fourth semifinal in five seasons. (sighs) Um... I usually, as a fellow referee, I very much try to stay away from uh, criticism towards the referee. But, hey, every now and then you get one of those matches where just everything just doesn't seem to go your way. And Leverkusen showed to us what they are capable of doing when they are firing at all cylinders. It just didn't have to help the fact that the... uh, that more than one goal was a little bit um, earned by uh, nefarious <laughs> means. <laughs> and so at the end of the match, uh, the Eintracht was kicked out of the Depe Pokal. Eunice uh, was able to score just minutes into the match in the sixth minute uh, on a great piece of work, but uh, he went off injured. Uh, it does not Show, it does not look like his injury is anywhere near as bad as we thought that it might be. So that lends us to some, uh, some positive thoughts uh, with this upcoming match against Schalke. But they kicked us out. They kicked us off the pitch because they realized that if they go after Eunice, Eunice is gonna going to break. And the second half was just one of the 45 minutes of my life that I could not get back. <laughs> I mean that's a little harsh. I think we the the way we came out on fire, scoring early. Um, I think we looked at the match ten days earlier and said, "Here we go again. We got the upper hand." But you know, water finds its level, and if we're being honest, Leverkusen has the more talented squad. Uh, statistically, we hung with them pretty well. At the end, we forced things a little bit. It came back to bite us. We allowed one. I would say two goals. I'm I'm trying to push too hard, but you know we lost to a better team, and I think we we played so well in that competition for so many years, uh, 2019 withstanding. Uh, but you know it it didn't hurt as bad, um, just because I know we lost to the better team, and and but we played well against them really in the league. Honestly, it didn't hurt worse until we found out that Bayern lost the very next yeah, day. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. But but we know that feeling, too, of of overlooking the lower division team and losing. So, you know, it, yeah, it, it it's disappointing because we always play well in that tournament and going out early isn't something we're accustomed to very frequently. But there were some still some bright spots there. Uh, Kevin Trapp saved our ass again. I mean, he does every week. but. He had some really phenomenal saves, and and our passing was better, I thought. Uh, we were 75% on 417 passes, uh, and possession-wise, we stood up with Leverkusen, who's more talented with their short passing game. So on the whole, I thought we were better 
Um, obviously, we didn't get the win we wanted, but to to allow two goals late when we were trying to press hard with the extra man, those things are going to happen. Uh, really, I would call this a two to one loss against a better team. You know, four one because of the late goals. But oh, I don't down uh, for a moment on the uh, on the quality on the pitch. Uh, that uh, that fourth goal really was a kick in the stones as the Eintracht, like you said, was hard uh, pressed chasing the match. Um, in case anyone was kind of wondering, because uh, some players were out of commission, so uh, Kostic was not involved in the starting lineup due to his uh, match suspension. So, you know, oh boy. that sucks. It, it, <laughs> if that third goal, you know, if that red card had happened before the third goal, you you just felt like we would have had an opportunity. But they scored the third one, and then the red card after that. It was just too little, too late. I think. I can agree with that. Um, I found it kind of. I want to get your grade of Tuta. So uh, Abraham was and uh, was given the match off, as he is going to be playing in his uh, next match <laughs> against uh, Shaka Nofia, his final match, and we'll be saying goodbye to a really dedicated servant to the club. Uh, all things considered. Um, some players who I would kind of want to get your thoughts on. I didn't think that Rustic had really enough time to kind of put his imprint on the match, but quite proud of how, you know, for the most part, Tuta really, for me, um, did good at, uh, you know, hold, holding his own and everything. And I, I think he should have had at least, you know, a few more cameos here and there, knowing that they would not be, you know, finding a replacement because Freddie Bowers said Freddie Bowers had talked about how, you know, what Tuta is seen as the replacement for Abraham, which I still think leaves us inc- incredibly thin in defense. So I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, so you're gonna trust the youth guys to provide any extra defense, or you know, when uh, Timothy Chandler came in for Tuta to kind of give it a little bit of a more attacking push, and Toure can also play in a center back role as well. And uh, yeah, I thought he did okay. Well, and uh, less said about Zuber, the better. Uh, your thoughts on uh, those two who uh, don't really make uh, the scene very often. Yeah, I agree that I think some cameos from Tuta earlier, um, granted he was injured for a bit, but I would have liked to have seen a little more of him. Like even just your mop-up time in the last 15 to 20. But then when we're, exactly. but then when we're playing in so many close matches that, that end up in draws, do you want to throw the young guy out there and risk, you know, one point turning into zero points? I understand why they didn't throw him to the wolves. Um, but I thought given what was on the line in a very competitive match, I thought he held his own. Uh, as far as Rustich, I don't know what the hell is going on there. Um, I don't think you put him on in that situation where We've got too many right-sided players. Yeah, and for, and for I a think guy that's that, also that also is a competing factor. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Was that his first appearance for us ever? Second, Second appearance. appearance. Uh, he had his uh, first appearance. Um, scrape. Uh, he had his first appearance against Augsburg. So it was so um, lackluster. I don't remember it. And to put him out there in that situation, to me, I don't know if they know what the plan is with him. 
I'm kind of disappointed. We haven't had a chance to see him more. There's got to be something in training or just his overall quality that they're not liking right now. Um, that's that's for the technical know, team. But the thing have. is, with we've mentioned the kind of teams that we're facing up against in the, in the upcoming weeks are on the well, the shit and the the Bundesliga table. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's be frank here. Uh, with what we've seen so far this season, this is really the gauntlet where the Eintracht needs to pick up, you know, the full three points every single match. Because if you do so, suddenly you've got yourself in a position to actually make Europe. Because the very moment we start playing uh, Bayern, when we play them in fe- the, near the end of February, you know, sure, you then follow it up with Werder Bremen, a weak match. But then you got Stuttgart and Leipzig and Union and Borussia and Wolfsburg and Gladbach. That's a heck of a. I mean, let's let's face it. That is one heck of a gauntlet of matches. So right now we're really facing uh, the easy part of our schedule, and then we're gonna have a real crunch end of our schedule. And really, end of February to you know mid-April, it is. That's going to be a rough time for us, and I just hope that the team is able to, you know, utilize uh, the weak badges. Hey, you know what? You just scored the second second goal. Guess what? Rustic needs to, you know, get his appearance. You know, it's if uh, Tuta is on the bench, guess what? He needs to be in there. I don't even know what we're going to do with Jetro Williams because, you know, he impressed everyone in England. I get no... I am under no suspicion that he wants to stay and what the Eintracht for any length of time whatsoever. I still don't understand why we keep on playing Zuber on the left. I think it's just because we just don't have another left-sided midfielder that can take the burden off of Kostic. And Zuber is not that. He is best played through the middle. And you know what? With... They, with things going the way they are, I don't see anyone uh, coming through who's going to be providing that for us, which sucks. It, well, it is what it is. We'll, we'll get through it, and um, we'll get <laughs> – and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be playing in Europe. Maybe we'll just miss out. But either way, we are not winning the day of Pokal this season. So I mentioned we have some news on the transfer market. But before we get into that, I think we need to talk – Talk about our favorite segment, Breaker. It is hashtag what are we drinking? And I want to find out what you are drinking, Chris, because uh you te- you teased it up just a tiny bit. So I made mention in our in our match chat the other day that I always switch up my drink routine based on our play. So we had a loss. I had to cut out the Traverse City cherry whiskey, which was disappointing because it's by far one of the best out of Michigan. But I have switched over the, for this week's match to um, Horse Soldier Bourbon. You have a deep love affair with Traverse City. I will point that I, out. Can you not? It's <laughs> the best part of Michigan. But anyway, um, I am on American Freedom Distillery Horse Soldier Bourbon at 114 proof. It's packing a punch. It is tasting delicious. And uh, I was reading into this. The, the uh, distillery apparently... Some of the steel parts there are made out of steel from the World Trade Center after uh, 9-11. It was repurposed. So there's some fascinating American history to that. So, yeah. Alrighty. 
Uh, I have brought back for the last go around the isolation ale from the Odell Brewing Company. Uh, as winter is in our grips, um, we also I also am looking outside and able to see snowfall coming down right now as we speak in my beloved Kansas City. So this winter warmer uh, is a nice friend and has a pretty good rating on Untapped. I find that its uh, notes are kind of it. It works. It does the job. I think it's better than your average winter warmer this year. I don't know for whatever reason. I've not been kind of digging most uh, people's uh, winter warmers. I found that this is a pretty decent, I would say, 4 out of 5. Uh, but that's just me talking, and that's what I have for hashtag what are we drinking. We will be back in a moment for segment two where we will talk about uh, the transfer news, uh, answer people's questions, and get to predictions for two rounds of matches for the Eintracht. So stay with. And we're back. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt segment two. Talked about uh, players coming and going uh, would be up next. And so, uh, Marian Kavar. Uh, the guy has been basically on the bench forever. He's played in just one match that I can ever remember for the Eintracht. And that was during the Niko Kovac era. The guy went out on loan one time. Uh, Croatia, if memory serves, and uh, you know, got some experience there. But look, the guy just never kind of broke through. And uh, whoops, <laughs> you can't get them all right. And uh, yeah, he has left a Groita fifth uh, of the Zvita Liga, and uh, that's actually not too bad of a move. Um, there's an American there, uh, Julian Green. Uh, who is a part of that, that team there. And Groita Firth is actually doing pretty good in the Zweite Liga as the standings sit. Um, they're in the top five in the Zweite Liga. There's a four-point gap between fifth and sixth. And 27 points and 23 points. And then you uh, Groita Firth and Dusseldorf uh, kind of tied. Only goal difference separates them. And then two points difference between this. The Thai teams of Bochum and Kiel, uh, Pokal winner, uh, defeaters of the Bayern on 29 points, and Hamburg on 30 points. So, um, you know what? Hey, look, if he's able to be a part of a team that is able to be good and compete, uh, they're still in the Depe Pokal themselves, so maybe he'll... Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Groita Fifth uh, in terms of how they are, as a club right now, but uh, going through a pretty good season for them. I don't foresee them getting promoted uh, necessarily, but, you know, this will provide him with uh, some some much-needed new pastures because sometimes you just need somewhere else to be just to uh, give yourself a better chance at breaking through. I just hope that he doesn't displace uh, the American Timothy Tillman, the uh, uh, young U.S. Uh, the young American, um, he hasn't sued. He hasn't, I don't think, decided for the United States just yet, but uh, we'll see if that comes out. Um, anything to say 
on uh, this uh, move? Not a lot, but I think there is something to that that's important that I know Freddie Bobich is, you know, working the best he has with some very limited resources right now. Um, there's something to when you take a young player and you don't see a path for him in your program, moving him on, getting him a chance, and that's a good chance for him to play in and potentially even um, get promoted there. But that's important because when you're signing unproven young talent like we have to do because of our financial situation, um, when you when you when players trust you with that signing and you don't have anything to do with them, you move them on like that. And that looks good for future people that sign with us to say, hey, if they don't see something with me, they're going to find a situation that works best. So I'm OK with that. Didn't work out. Didn't develop well here. That's OK. Give them another chance somewhere else. Exactly. There are other players who are doing a little bit better when it comes to, in my opinion, uh, the development. And uh, you know what? Look, good luck to you. Uh, I don't know if we have his rights held for like any sell-on fee. That'd be nice. But uh, yeah, sometimes you loan out a guy and things just don't turn out very well. I would say Nils Stendera is one where that's not turning out very well right now. But that's mostly because... Uh, the Reginald Liga has ground to halt. Uh, Jovalik, uh, currently on loan at Wolfsburger um, in Austria. They are into the Europa League knockout phase, and he's been banging in a good few goals. And, of course, uh, Rodrigo Zalazar is on loan at St. Pauli. They are fighting off relegation, but he is the lone bright spot on that squad. So I'm looking at him and thinking to myself, you know what? If you want a central attacking midfielder, uh, I suggest we don't buy uh, this upcoming summer because I think that we should give Zalazar at least a good run out. And uh, you have, look, I've before we get to our signing, I've looked at Jovlik and Ache as two strikers. So I'm like, you know what? These are guys for the future. Ache has sadly been hurt for most of the season, so his development has been halted. But Jovlik has been doing pretty good in Austria. And I'd like to think that, you know, he would then be given the chance. But then again, um, some signings have a uh, signing has come in the way. So, what would that be? How about this? <laughs> Back by popular demand. Oh, uh, and the fact that you know he just couldn't figure out what was going on in and uh, Madrid. Luka Jovic has has returned to the Eintracht. He'll be carrying the number nine shirt, and it's just alone. Uh, I haven't seen anything that said that you know we have an option to buy. I think we, that would have to be a huge outlay by us, and we would have to negotiate that with Real Madrid, who will then put us pretty hard under the cost. Remember Omar, the Omar Mascaral deal, and how we got him on a free, but then. It was a simple $4 million buyback, and then Schalke, you know, Real Madrid activated that $4 million buyback and then sold them to Schalke for $12 million, giving them an $8 million, $8 million euro profit. Yeah, uh, I think the only way for us to get him signed on a permanent basis uh, would be something along those lines, which doesn't really help us out. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, he's back, and the idea of him and Silva playing up top excites me way more. It does mean that the likes of uh, that the likes of Kamada will be on the bench. But hey, you know what? 
if Silva gets hurt, you have Jovic who, you know, you just push a little further up and then you put Kamada right there. I do think this will uh, hinder Kamada's uh, development. A lot of people love to uh, uh, sandbag uh, my, uh, my praise that I have. Yeah, my praise that I have for the young Japanese international. But I do see Kamana. Look, okay, so some people would say, oh, he's not young anymore. He's 24. And I'm like, look, he's still finding his frequency. I think at a club like ours is the level that he's always going to be at. He's not going to pro- move on to uh, Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund and or uh, – Leipzig and be a superstar. No, I think he just it. You know, some matches he's on, some matches he's just totally invisible. But you know what? That give that does give us more depth for the team when it comes to an attack, and you need to spice things up. Guess what? He's going to be able to come off the bench and provide us with a nice spark. You know, we'll see where that kind of leaves. Uh, other players that are you know currently on the bench but for me this is a slam dunk sort of move the guy needs uh, has something to prove and he just wants to play because Madrid really was a shit time for him look the reality is we have six months six months we're not looking beyond that financially Real Madrid is not going to just let him come back they want something for the massive investment they made so we have six months to get the most out of him. And the way I think that's going to happen is Kostic. Kostic has been dying to have mm. somebody to assist with that creativity up front. And Silva's good on the ball. But he also has a hard time sometimes creating space, getting into open spaces, making himself available. And and Luca has done that for us. He knows this league. Um it wasn't that long ago he was here. It's not like he has to relearn every club. Uh, you know, 80-some percent of the league is the exact same as the day he left. So I really believe, I know everyone on this show has just hated the idea of bringing players back. Uh, it, it's not something that usually works out. But in this situation, we're, you know, just, it, we're, we're spitting distance from Europe. That's where we aspired to be at the beginning of the year. Um, this is that offensive jolt that that he can provide that can put us over the hump. We talk about how many points were lost in that in that run of draws, and he's the player of the quality that can get us over the hump in those close matches. How many times did he do it? I'm so fired up. I'm I'm just ranting, but <laughs> how many times did he do it? Whether it was in the Bundesliga or in in the Europa League, he practically carried us. Through, through the Europa League with late winners on the road in hostile environments. And it's just disappointing that, that the, I don't even know what we call it, the Walsh Stadium. It's disappointing it won't be full uh, this year to see that happen because I can tell you that place would just be electric. Indeed, indeed. You know, his goals against Chelsea, I mean, his goals uh, against... Uh, he, yeah, he had goals against Benfica. Oh God, it the was bigger the match, the uh, better he the played. The goal against the goal against uh, Inter Milan and the deal breaker and the you know 
I I had a few friends who were thinking, oh, you know, you're playing against an Italian team. You lose to Italians. You know, you play them and you lose to them. And I was just like, eh, I don't think so. Watch how we watch how we surprise everyone here. And what did we do? You know, we took on everyone. We took on but, Donetsk. But, but, but. We took on Inter Milan. We took on Benfica. We only lost on PKs to Chelsea. And I still feel a little hard done by on that one. I mean, he was, like you said, he was a key part in that. He got that first goal um, against Shakhtar when you knew that we needed to score first to set the tone. And then soon after, you had Alaire popping in that penalty, if you remember that. And it was done. Match was done uh, when Jovic scored. And we were able, they had to start pushing and... I don't know if anyone remembers, but we popped in like two goals in the last 10 minutes to make that just look like a runaway train against those guys, which just go, will go down as one of the great nights. And like I said, you know, the San Siro, when there were 15,000, 18,000 fans and he was the difference maker when he scored, you know, a few minutes into the match. It was very early in the first half in the away leg. And that turned everything on their head and Milan did not uh, excuse me there is a difference eh, Milan is AC Milan uh, Inter is Inter Milan in case anyone is ever wanting to get it correct that's yeah don't mess that up that's dangerous <laughs> yeah I mean he the in that train wreck of a first match against Benfica remember that goal that he scored you know right before the uh, the end of the half that that gave the team the confidence to be able to even get that second goal and that happened uh, midway through the second half and allowed us to then pop in the two uh Kostic, yes i know it was offsides but you know you know something you win so you lose something then rolled you know getting that and we went through on away goals the, but you know what Brian? the guys got history with us what about that semi-final victory over Schalke and the Depe Pokal to send us to our second consecutive final that was him on the corner let's with the deflection let, let's hold things in a little perspective though he had a lot more to work with all love for Silva um they're gonna have to figure out their relationship together uh they had an established. Thing is, I think it's going to be end. even better. It, 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 I it do think it's going to be better because I think it's more. But he Silva is way more uh, flexible than Alaire. I agree. I, I mean, have to be look at how too. Alaire has floundered in England. That collapsed on him, and he was made the scapegoat, and he's now gone to Ajax. Uh, and he's doing in well in the Air de So. Um, I look at this from I look at it from this standpoint that we now have way more tactical flexibility with Silva, and you know what? If we want to go big, we can't. I mean, well, we can't really go big with like an Alair type uh, since Dost has left. But we, I think, this gives us a little bit more of the tactical lineup that Hutter had when he was at Young Boys, which eventually got him to win the title back from Basel, of which, you know, Young Boys Bern uh, have basically won uh, that title ever since. I I had my little rant where I was all excited, but I have to I have to caution. I, I think our skill is better. I think we're going to score more goals. But that the the Buffaloes had time to gel. We don't have that opportunity here. So 
you know, we hope he comes in running. We hope there's a quick chemistry with Silva. I think he's going to have it, but I'm also worried that it, I, we haven't even heard if he's going to play this weekend, but if he does Mm -hmm. and things come out pretty flat, I'm worried that we're all going to sit back and say, Oh shit, look what happened. This was supposed to work. We're garbage. And (laughs) you know, you can see it happening either way. I just, I caution Mm -hmm. against too much optimism too soon. Um, because there's still a lot to work out and, you know, great. If we score more goals, that's wonderful, but it's not just scoring goals. It's been an issue. It's been letting them in. So, you know, while we're going to be better, we're also, we have to go into that optimism with a little bit of caution too. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help the fact that Abraham is leaving, but we totally understand why he is leaving. So at the end of the day, (sighs) it is what it is. Okay. We've whinged and uh, waxed on poetically in both facets for, you know, everything that the Eintracht has gotten up to. How about we go a little bit to our Twitter questions and, you know, we'll then wrap this all up with a bow as we get to our predictions of Eintracht versus Schalke. And, of course, Eintracht in Freiburg because by the time that, uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to get a huge turnaround on this. So, uh, Chris, what, what do people, what do people want to know? All right. So I got a big one here and I think we're all in agreement, but there might be some caveats to it. Uh, Garrett in Detroit asks, um, is Jonas proving himself as someone who needs to be permanently signed ASAP based off his contribution? He's already provided to the squad. Uh, the short answer to that is yes. Everyone agrees. Make it permanent. Uh, the question mark is, what will it cost? That's always a question when we try to sign talent that could go somewhere for more money. So, yes. Well, folks, I got another way of uh, the Eintracht having their money issues solved. Uh, you want to hear that, Chris? What do you got? Everyone get vaccinated. <laughs> Cheers to that. Herd immunity will then allow fans back in the stadiums, buying the beers, buying the sausages, and cheering on the Eintracht to victory. Think of how many of these draws that would have been vict- victories at the Stadion had the fans been behind them. Just think about it. And how do we get that? Uh, by kicking coronavirus in the nuts and getting vaccinated. Get vaccinated if you really don't, Eintracht. If you really are that much of an anti-vaxxer, but you want fans back in the stands, you know what? What's more important? Let that be the decider. So I'm going to get vaccinated so we can sign Jonas. I don't know about everybody else. I'm not even in Germany. But for those listening in Germany, <laughs> get vaccinated. We need Jonas full time. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, what else do people want to know? Uh, who's going to be the next leader? You know, we're losing Abraham. Hesebe is not far behind. Who's the next locker room guy? Whether he's, you know, waiting no. in the wings or he's already here. What do you think? Um. Okay, so I think that if you're looking for the immediate successor to Abraham, well, we got him, and that's Hasebe. Um, he's – but Hasebe has got, I think – I mean, look, it's all based on the coaching staff and everything, but I, from what I've seen, he has one more year at least. And then I think if you give him the armband, he will stay long – he will not leave – it's Kevin Trapp. I think Kevin Trapp has realized. I mean, Kevin Trapp has realized, you know, how important uh, 
this club, like how important the connection with the community is with this club. Look, he was he was messaging Luca all the time on Instagram, making it very plain what he thought of the player and was basically like, dude, come back. Enjoy enjoy the life in Frankfurt. And the moment the fans are all back, you know, we're all gonna bathe in that glory. Um other players who I think should step up, um, I know off air we talked about Timmy Chandler, but that's all on based on if he's actually playing or not. Um for me, um uh, I think that uh, Rolde is one, so is another, and Hint- Hinty. Those those four are the guys who are going to have to be the long-term kind of, you know, just because you're not the captain, just because you're not the vice captain doesn't mean that you can't be a leader. And that's what we need from Trap. That's what we need from So. That's what we need from Hinty. That's what we need from Rolde. Those are the guys who I see as you know, future carriers of the armband uh, should uh, Hasebi be out, and who I th- and you know what I'm not sure who is you know who Trevor will pick the vice captain, and we will see who that is. But it's Hasebi as captain, and then I think you have four lieutenants. Yeah, it, it's going to be a leadership by committee. I think the rest of the season, a big company, a big company, <laughs> multiple platoons. We'll, we'll have a board of leadership or something like that. But um, I agree with you. I think Kevin Trapp long-term, he, you know, he, he dabbled his toes in Paris for a little bit, but nowhere on earth will he ever be the King the way he's treated in Frankfurt. I mean, he's, he's been there through the bad times, through the good times. And I think he's in that at that point, getting married and you know getting up there in age a little bit he can still sign for money somewhere else but he he's already at legendary status he could go beyond that if he takes us to wherever that promised land is and the older he gets i think the more that's something he desires it's just a shame that he's not as personable and as the beer drinker beer drinking finn himself <laughs> Sorry, uh, there was just something about his character and Lukas Radetzky uh, that always made me think. You know what? That is a guy who I want on my team. But anyway, Kevin Trapp is an incredible player, and it stands and it stands to reason why he would be uh, a key leader in the Eintracht going forward. What else does anyone have to say? That's all I'm picking up. What do you got? Well, I do have uh, one question from Amanda from uh, from Indy, and that is, uh, where can the Eintracht go up the table? And the answer is yes. I do think that our focus no longer in the Bundesliga and no longer on the DP Pokal. In addition to it, is that I think that the Eintracht can uh, make the climb. I think that now that. We have, I mean, look, a lot of things are up in the air. We have no idea right now of how Jovic will, you know, perform. But I look, I'm confident. I'm confident that things will go ahead and that we'll be properly happy <laughs> <laughs> when when it comes to the rest of the Bundesliga season. The times of us doing the incredible draws that drive us absolutely mad are behind us. I'm not saying that we're not going to drop points. I think that we are going to drop points. I think that 
when it comes to we're not going to have a a flawless run until we play Bayern. I don't think that is on the card choice. That just isn't just because we are the moody diva. And, you know, you lose Matt, you lose points when you should be winning all three. It just it is what it is. Um, some of the things that I want to touch on, uh, Adi Hutter's uh, press game conference. Um, so uh, we kind of mentioned this uh, ourselves. That uh, the Abraham replacement uh, that he that Tuta has been the designated uh, uh, replacement, and that you know he's gonna uh, he's shown to them what he can do via uh, training and the matches, and which you know that's nice and all, but I want to see a youth player then be like, look, if we have suddenly an, a hardcore injury crisis, I mean, I'm talking Indica out. Tuta out, Hasebe out, Torre out. You know, I want someone from the academy to be given a chance so that we can at least, you know, maybe at least to to me, at least entertain the fact that we have an academy and players can come through. Because the last one who came through was Barcock, and that was really brought along by Niko Kovac. Um, I think Adi's Hutter's comments on David Abraham, this is how much of a loss he's going to be. That he has rarely seen a player as strong a mentality as David. Uh, it's And that it's impressive that he has still, ha- you know, he's kept up his physical abilities uh, mm-hmm. at his age. And, you know, he's in a, something that we didn't know about him is that, you know, per Adi Hutter, that he's an incredibly empathetic person. And, it's no wonder that he was the guy who uh, was uh, named captain. And you know what? An uh, example of his empathy was when he was let out the team as captain against Bayern Munich and we won the Pokal. He insisted that he raised the cup with Alex Meyer, who had played no role in that match. So... That's all I've got to say on that. Uh, we do have a prediction time. Uh, Chris, uh, we have an English week, so we're kind of tight for everything. But uh, Eintracht versus Schalke 04. So I love when we play these guys, especially when they're crap. Um, now, they did play uh, Hoffenheim at the weekend. In case anyone has no idea, Hoffenheim has been bad uh, of late. So um, that's kind of how they were able to end that rotten run of results. So, ways you can watch the Eintracht versus Schalke Nufia. So, in the United States, of course, that is ESPN+. I've not seen any indication that uh, it will be on ESPN Deportes, but if it uh, does pop up on there, uh, we'll let you know. So, in the UK and Ireland, that is btsport.com and btsport1. In the Caribbean, that's Flow Sports uh, app. And, uh, yeah, Nether- uh, New Zealand, that is uh, BN Sports Connect New Zealand. And our friends uh, to the north of us, well, I guess they're not really to the north of you in Michigan. They're te- just to the east. Straight south from <laughs> Detroit City. It's a uh, sports. Oh, golly. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Sportsnet uh, World Now. And it's also going to be on. Uh, sports uh, television on Sportsnet East, Ontario, Pacific, West, and World. So, uh, you know, in case you're a little drunk from watching hot, the NHL return, 
you know, you can watch the Eintracht uh, there. And in Australia, KO Sports, uh, BN Sports Connect, and BN Sports 2. So that's where you can find the Eintracht there. And, uh, yeah, so with uh, with a kind of change in lineup, I even if we kept the same team that we that we threw out there for Mainz, I do see that PNL to be good enough to take care of the business against Schalke. Despite the fact that Schalke looks to be sort of turning things around, they're no longer bottom. So um, this normally would be the kind of time that they would probably be able to break that losing streak against us. And now they have some confidence, and I think that the confidence is a little fleeting, and we're going to, from the word go, in the Deutsche uh, Bank Park. Still can't get used to that. (laughs) Sorry. Still, yeah, exactly. Waldstadion. In the Waldstadion, that Schalke will think that they can get away with a goal. But the thing is, how did Schalke win at the weekend? Um, They scored and then scored again, and that gave them the confidence to go through. And when teams score first, that kills the confidence of Schalke. So all Eintracht needs to do is get Silva the ball at his feet, and he will put it in the back of the net. And... uh, well, the three points in the bag. I think uh, the Eintracht's going to win this one three to one. What do you think, Chris? Um, it's amazing that we're talking about Schalke turning a corner after they just pick up a win. It, it's remarkable how they've fallen. I didn't say turn a corner. Well, turn a corner per se in that they will be able to uh, see that as momentum. But, I, I mean, like I said, you know, they got they got us – they got Wolfsburg. Uh, oop, nope. Uh, that was a uh, mind who I was talking about. Yeah, Schalke. I mean, after us. I mean, hey, this Christian Gross guy, uh, who I know very, very little about, but apparently everyone just kind of laughs at him. You know, they have Cone next, and they're probably thinking more that that will be a more winnable match because immediately after that is Bayern. Yeah. Well, we've. T- we yeah, talked about how the way you get out of that relegation rough. battle is to beat the clubs that are around you. Uh, the the mm-hmm. bad part about it for Schalke, we're not around them in the table. We're well ahead of them. And I think we're going to hold that up. This is going to be a very emotional game. Uh, we're going to come out a little bit slow, I think. We're coming off a loss. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Abraham's last game. The captain is leaving. But I think we're going to keep it together. They're going to want to go out. There's nothing more that would make this defense uh, more happy than a clean sheet. And I think we're going to get it. I do. Uh, I think we come out with a 2-0 win. Um, If it would be three, I wouldn't be shocked. But it's going to be a very emotional match. Slow start. They're going to get it together. And God, wouldn't it be just wonderful if if Abraham could get one off a corner or something. Just something to really uh, punctuate his time here. Yeah, it uh, it would be nice if uh, we Abraham could uh, get the goal. Look, if we do have a PK pulled up, I insist that Silva goes to Abraham and is like, Captain, it's all yours. And if he then chooses to give it up to Silva. He better not give that up. Then, yeah. okay. I, I will be yelling at my TV if that opportunity happens and he does not take it. I don't even care what the score is, what's on the line. He has earned that opportunity through six years of dedicated service. This, you know, the the, the mm-hmm. thing is, these matches are always tough because you have a lot more to lose. It, 
in a match that goes wrong in an emotional situation. Um, but he's the kind of, he's the glue that's kept everything together in a chaotic, you know, last 12 months here. And if there was ever somebody that I think could say, Hey guys, you know, I know this is a big send off, but I need you to keep it all together. He's the guy that has that kind of, of um, strength in the locker room to, to make that point made. So I'm confident. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, both of us predicting wins for the Eintracht uh, over Schalke 04. And that will be on the 17th, uh, the last match of the match day. So, as I mentioned, uh, we're going to have an English week. And we couldn't have picked a more informed team to play against that. So, that is SC Freiburg. Um as I kind of hinted at earlier, uh, team that uh, look, this team runs on shoestrings. Like compared to us, like they literally got like oh, they've got a crap uh, crap ton less money than we do. Um, it also is the uh, last time that uh, last time that uh, the Eintracht will be playing in Freiburg at uh, the Schwarzwald Stadion. So this old rickety wooden old school stadium and look you know all the pictures of it show uh, the beauty of what the stadium is we'll see what they do against Bayern this weekend uh considering Bayern has dropped two matches in a row one the Bundesliga and as we mentioned by Kiel and the Pokal so we'll kind of see where they are at but uh I'm really excited to see that. That's actually uh, the match right before our match in the Bundesliga match day calendar so We'll be able to kind of watch a sneak peek of what Freiburg can bring us. But as I mentioned, they're on this uh, five-match winning run, seven matches unbeaten. This team is basically, uh, like, since match day nine, just has just rocketed up the table and now are uh, above us in the league standings. Just on goal difference, but when, uh, when you win some of your matches, 2-0, 2-0, 4-1-3-1-5-0. That's a... Yeah, that's a... <laughs> that's a lot of goals, folks. That's a lot of goals. And they're not even conceding many, either. So I, I'm, I want to reserve my judgment, but we got to do our predictions. So well, you can watch the Eintracht versus Freiburg, uh, the midweek match. That's on the uh, 20th... Uh, yeah, so uh, Wednesday the 20th there, we're going to be on uh, in the Caribbean, uh, Flow Sports app, uh, Australia, BN Sports Connecting, KO Sports, in um, Austria and in Germany on Sky Sports Bundesliga will be showing us there. Uh, the United States will have ESPN Plus showing us there as well. And uh, in Canada, that's going to be uh, Sportsnet World now and Sportsnet One. In uh, uh, in Ireland, uh, the BT and the UK, the BT Sports app uh, is how you're going to be watching us. We're not going to be the main game apparently for them. And being Sports Connect New Zealand for our friends, uh, our Kiwi friends. So that's where you can watch the Eintracht versus Freiburg. Prediction time. Um, this is a this team has been on such a roll. Minus their uh, 
exited the Day Bay Pokal at the hands of Stuttgart. This team has just been on a roll, and I don't see how we're going to get the win. I think the Eintracht is going to play this out to a 2-2 draw, just like they did uh, with Gladbach. And, uh, yeah, 2-2 draw for me. What are you thinking uh, on this one, Chris? So, I mean, we could debate it all day, but I think there's probably no one in the Bundesliga that does as much with as few resources as Freiburg. Um, They're really tough. I mean, they play everybody tough, no matter who they are, no matter where it's played. They're so hot right now. It'll be interesting to see what they do this weekend is how it affects us midweek. I'm with you. I think the teams are pretty much equal. Uh, How we do on Sunday is going to dramatically affect where we are mentally going into the midweek match. Because if things fall apart on us against a club that we should beat in Schalke, I wouldn't be shocked if we fall to Freiburg. But because we're going to play well against Schalke, I believe, I don't see any reason to believe we can't play well against Freiburg. So I think our heads will be high. I don't think either team will get a lot of chances. Uh, I think that'll be a draw, too. I'm going to say one-to-one. I think they're pretty evenly matched, and I don't see a lot of goals coming right in the middle of the English week. Indeed. So, uh, both uh, both of us predicting wins against uh, Schalke at the weekend and midweek to Freiburg, we're both feeling draws. So, that's going to wrap it up uh, for this episode of Hey, I'm Jack Frankfurt. I'd like to thank Chris in Detroit for joining me for this one. Where can we find you on the social media landscape of the world? I am on the Twitterverse. Um, at C in the D three one three, and I am on our Discord channel, which has really been a ton of fun this year. I really hope uh, in twenty twenty one we get even more people on there. If you listen to the show, uh, get on the link. We'll tweet it out again. Get on Discord. There's some really good chat going on there. And uh, if you want uh, Arc uh, Arc Deco. Uh city tours and specifically in the city of Detroit. I don't know who I can go to other than Chris Hit on me that up. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you need a tour if you need a tour guide and you're in Detroit, well, look no further. <laughs> there's plenty of it. You continuously tell me there's plenty to be seen there and you keep on telling me about new neighborhoods and everything else that uh, I definitely need to be checking out. So uh, folks <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Look no further. Uh, alrighty. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFPod. Uh, Facebook.com slash HEFPod for all the English language uh, news and information on the Eintracht. Can be found at one spot. You can find me on Twitter at KCSGE. Uh, from office here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Stay safe. If you have the chance, take the vaccination so that all of us can then return to the stadiums wherever you are or the bars to watch the Eintracht and whatever form you do watch the Eintracht. And until next time, tschüss. tschüss. Hey,